Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Assemblies of God in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen. If you're ever in our area, we invite you to join us for one of our worship services. For times and locations, please visit at EmmanuelAG.com. Good morning. How are you guys this morning? Okay, yeah, that doesn't look maybe like much to you, but that's a big deal to us. That is amazing. Thank you so much to everyone. If you helped, would you please stand up? If you gave, if you went, if you prayed, would you please stand up? So thank you guys. So all of you so much. What a gift. What a gift. Oh, what a gift. What a gift. What a gift you are. Oh, Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would bless them this morning. Bless them for the gift. I pray that you would take that and that you would multiply it. Lord, you took five loaves and two fish. You broke them. You thanked God for them. And then you multiplied it and used it to feed thousands upon thousands. And so, Lord Jesus, in the same way, we thank you for every gift that has been given to the Smoky Mountain Dream Center. Lord Jesus, to every gift that has been given in your name and in your honor for your glory to build your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord Jesus, we just give you glory and honor and pray that that place is a place where your spirit dwells. Lord Jesus, it's a place where you live. Father God, there's not much that can hold you, but Lord, this is our offering to you. This is our offering and may you be honored and praised and blessed in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, I've started making a joke this week. You know how, in, <laughs> and I believe it's Hebrews, it says, <coughs> sorry, that the, the heavens are his throne, the earth is his footstool, and I've started saying that the Smoky Mountain Dream Center is his swimming pool. <laughs> so, <laughs> <coughs> I'm so sorry. But we are definitely um, cleaning out the pool this week. I am definitely God's pool man. This is my family. Um, speaking of pool men, William, what, raise your hand, William. He's my lifeguard son. He literally is, he's a lifeguard. So like legit. Thank you. Um, so he's been teaching me things this week about how to muck out a pool. And then <laughs> Britt is my husband. Cora is my, my daughter. She's 14. And then Nate is my 13-year-old. And so we, I was really glad that they got to come with me this morning. William keeps reminding me that this is his last year before he goes off to college. And then I weep bitterly and tell him he's not allowed to have a birthday next weekend at all in any way, shape, or fashion unless he's turning back to three. So when you are baby dedicating, I just want you to know, like you're at six weeks you're at six weeks, and I know Rinkim and Pastor, you guys are at four months. And as I'm stepping into 18 years old, um, I'm kind of to the place in my parenting where I realized that, yes, we stood up too, and we, we dedicated our babies to the Lord. And I remember I wore a fancy dress and a hat. I'm just saying, because I'm very, very Southern. And so um, does anybody else remember when you used to wear a hat to, like, baby dedicate? Like five of you do. <laughs> I can tell he's really Southern. So um, um, wore a hat. And the Lord spoke to my heart a few years later. He said, did you just dress them up in a fancy outfit or did you dedicate them to me? And I said, well, Lord, I dedicated them to you. And he said, then they are mine and I get to spend their life however I want to spend it. And I was like, oh. 
So, I mean, I'm not doing that to be like a Debbie Downer, but I'm just saying like the importance and the weight of the commitment that you made to raise your children and then to launch them in the ways of the Lord, however he chooses to spend that. That's, that's the significance to me of, of letting your, as I'm about to let my kid go and let God use him, however God created and intended him for to be raised. I'm hoping that I did a good enough job to develop those skills and talents in your life as I kick your tish out the door. Um, my mom said she cried for like three minutes and then she was like, woohoo. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be so sad. So, um, <laughs> I just wanted you guys to know that this week as um, we were thinking about coming and I was really praying and I was asking the Lord, just God, I just, I need you to just tell me, you know, cause mucking out a swimming pool, it, it was hot and hard. And I know that yesterday it was hot and hard and, um, and, and the Lord knows exactly where we're at and where we're at with the dream center and it's doing well, don't get me wrong. Um, but as we've been seeking his face and asking him, Lord, what, what is it that you would have for us? We're just waiting on God for his answer and we feel like he's leading. But as I asked him, what does this church need? What, what does this body of believers need? And I know you guys are from all different places. I know there's family here that's here for the first time. And I know that there are people here that, that may be visiting and people here who've been Christians for their whole life wearing hats. Um, and I think even when I was little bitty, we would wear gloves on Easter. I feel like that was a thing. Um, maybe some of you guys will back me up. I'm 110, by the way. <laughs> so, and gloves were a thing. Um, and I asked the Lord, what should I share? What do you want? What do you want me to say to your people today? And the Lord made me turn to Isaiah 55 and specifically verse six. And it's so small and it's so seemingly um, easy to just read and pass over um, as something that Isaiah was just speaking to the people of, of Israel. But I believe that the Lord is speaking it to us today. And in Isaiah 55 verse six, it says, seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Mm. So if we just can just come before the Lord, Lord, we're not here to hear from a, a person. Lord Jesus, they can go and, and they can sit in front of a television and hear from a person. They can sit in front of a radio and hear from a person. They can go to a podcast and hear from a person, Lord Jesus. I can sit at home and do those things too. Um, I don't have anything, Father, that, that they haven't heard or they probably don't even know. But Lord Jesus, what we need today is you. And you said that if we would gather together, two or more of us would gather in your name, that you would be there in our midst. And Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to join us today. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Jesus. This is your church. These are your people, and you know every heart. You know every need. You know every um, hurt. You know every struggle. You know how tired we are. You know how weary we are. You know how full of joy we are. You know how you created us to be, Lord Jesus. 
you, we just need you to be here. We need you to come. We need you to dwell among us and make your temple here with us today. And Lord, if you'll just send your glory into this place, that's what we need. That's what we desperately need. And so, God, we just worship you as a body of believers. We worship you for who you are, for your faithfulness, Lord Jesus, that you do never make a promise that you break. You are not like us. You don't lie. You make promises. You keep them. And Lord Jesus, we know that you are a God that heals. You said you stretch forth your hand and it is full of healing. We know that you are a God of signs and wonders and miracles. And Lord Jesus, we don't see those every day. And I can't perform them, but you can, Lord Jesus. And we invite you to come into this room and do just that. Because, Lord, I don't need another talk or another sermon. They need a touch from the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the faithful one who was, who is, and who is to come, the holy one, the one who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the Lord of heaven's armies. We need that Jesus in this room, making prayer and petition on our behalf and receiving our worship and our sacrifices of praise. That's what we need today, Lord Jesus. We don't need anything else. We don't need anything else. Lord God, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. In Mark 10... Mark 10. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mark 10 and verse 46. When Jesus shows up into Jericho, he and his disciples had, had left town and a large crowd is following him. And a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. And when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. And when Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. So Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man says, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. So if we go back to Isaiah 55 and verse 6, and we look, and what is he saying to the church today? Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. If Jesus were in this room today, would we just sit and look at me? No. Were they looking at the disciples and saying, disciples, come here, help me? No. Now, were the disciples used mightily? Absolutely. Are the people of God used mightily? Absolutely. But if Jesus is near, why are we so silent? Why are we not seeking him? 
I think sometimes we're blind and we don't even realize it and we don't know how to seek him and we don't know how to come after him. We don't know how to seek after Jesus because we are blind. And we, we need to understand that if we know that he is near and we know that he is in this room, we will call out to him, Jesus Son of David, have mercy on me. And people will tell you to shut up and sit down and be quiet in church. And you need to be willing to cry out even louder, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. 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 And Jesus will stop. And then if he had not yelled out, if he had not cried out, would Jesus have stopped? He would have just kept on going. If we're not willing to open our mouths and call out to him while he is near, he may walk by. Not because he doesn't want to heal you. It's because we don't want healing. So there comes a point where we have to realize in our desperation how much we need him. And if he is in this room, we have to be willing to get on our faces before the Lord and cry out, Jesus, son of David, son of God, have mercy on me. And he will touch us and he will heal us. But we can't find and not seek after him and quiet and silent and not call on his name while he is near. What do we need to do? We need to seek the Lord. What does that mean? It means you inquire of him. You go after him. And what does it actually literally translate into? You need to pray to him. It is time that we pray, that we open our mouths and we pray because our prayers, the prayers of a righteous man are effectual and they will accomplish mighty and great things. But if we keep our mouth shut, nothing happens. Everything stays the same. The blind will still be blind. The deaf will still be deaf. Those in chains will still have chains. But if we will call out to him, everything will stop in heaven and on earth. And he will say, what can I do for you? And he will touch you and heal you and make you whole. And then you will follow him because now you know where he is and where he is going and you will be able to see and follow him for the rest of your life let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts let him return to the lord and he will have mercy on him and to our god for he will abundantly pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts my ways aren't your ways as far as the heavens are higher than the earth so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are more than your thoughts we need to get on our faces before god and repent We need to forsake even the ugly thoughts that we have. Those are not acceptable before God. If you want God and you want him, do you think he dwells in your sin? Do you think he will come and visit you if you just sit and and live in sin? That's not where he dwells. It's not his character. But if you call out to him in your sin, he will abundantly pardon you. He wants to pardon you. It's the heart of God to forgive you and set you free. 
That's the heart of the Lord. He wants to have mercy. He is mercy. If you want to understand his thoughts, you have to ask him in prayer. You have to seek him in prayer. You have to ask. You have to pray. You have to call out. You don't have to have fancy words. Blind Bartimaeus didn't have fancy words. He didn't know how to pray fancy. The disciples didn't know how to pray fancy. We're not fancy people. We just have to open our mouths and call out Jesus, Son of God, Jesus, Son of David, Jesus, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, have mercy on us and save us. And he will, and he will stop heaven and earth and answer those kinds of prayers. Call on him, call out to him. You don't have to have fancy words. Lessons I learned from blind Bartimaeus. If he had not cried out, Jesus would have passed him by. Don't listen to people who say, you've got to sit and be fancy in church. You've got to show up with a hat and gloves. You've got to sit there on your bottom and be quiet and listen to somebody. If you need Jesus, then where two or more are gathered in his name, he is in our midst and you call out to him because he's willing and he's got mercy that is overflowing and a abundant and and in favor and he's trying to get us to just stop looking at a preacher and call out to him be persistent everyone who seeks finds everyone who seeks finds does that mean that if he doesn't answer my prayer today that 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 was keep seeking he is a god of promise And he doesn't break his promise. He doesn't break his promise. When you stand on his word, when you stand on his word, you just have to wait for his sovereign timing to open the doors of heaven and pour out a blessing that there is not room enough to receive. You can't just say that just because I prayed today and he didn't answer, it's in your timing, not in his sovereign timing and his sovereign will. He says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Do you think that means to just knock one time? It didn't answer. So Santa didn't bring me my gift and I'm going to sit and pout and now I'm not going to ask him for anything else and he must not be real. No. Revelations talks about how the prayers of the saints are put into a bowl. And when the seals are broken, those bowls go as incense before before Jesus and they're poured out in front of him. Do you think he loses a single prayer? Never. He doesn't lose a word. He doesn't lose a tear. He's not too weak that he can't answer you. His arm is not too short. His ear is not too deaf that he didn't hear you. You keep seeking. You keep asking. You keep knocking. And the doors will open. What is it we say? Even when I don't see you, you're working. Even when I don't feel you, you're moving. We don't see what he's doing because so many times we are blind Bartimaeus and we can't see what he's doing. Does that not mean that he is not walking past us with healing in his hands? Even when I don't see you, you're moving. 
be persistent. Have faith and believe. His actions showed that he believed. When he threw off his coat, that was a blind beggar's coat. And when he threw it off, it gave him no more rights to be a blind beggar. He wasn't healed at the moment he threw off his coat, but he believed he was about to be healed and he threw off his coat. He stopped acting like a blind beggar before he was even healed. Throw off your coat and start walking in the anointing and the inheritance and the promises that Jesus has given to his saints because we are his children. I don't act anymore like I'm not a houser because I am. And I don't act anymore like I'm not one of God's children because I am. And so I'm going to stand on his promises and believe his word because they are my inheritance. And I'm going to throw off the beggar coat. I am not, not one of his children that, that has to go around begging bread. He called out when Jesus was near. He called out when Jesus was near. Why? Because God, it says in verse seven, forgives generously and has mercy on us. Because God in verse eight, his ways are so much higher and I need to know them. I need to understand the heart and the thoughts of God because so many things happen that I don't understand. And if I don't ask him and inquire of him and seek him, I'll never know. And three, because he is near in verse six, there's a window of opportunity when he is walking by. Don't let the window of opportunity shut where you can no longer call out to him, where you can no longer repent, where you can no longer ask God in his mercy for help because the window will shut. The day is coming when the mercy will turn into justice and we have to call out while he is near. It says he is near to the brokenhearted. It is near. He is near. He's closer than a breath. He is closer than a brother. He is near now, today, in this place to heal and set people free. Why? Because I know he's here. I mean, maybe I'm the only one, but I know he's here. And so I'm going to stop talking and say, in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, for God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. So Lord, we come before you as a church that's it. No more sermon, no more talk. We come before you and we cry out. We cry out to the one who we cannot see, but who we know is in this room. We cry out to you because we do need you. We carry heavy burdens. We carry broken hearts. We carry scales on our eyes. We cannot hear. And we need Jesus in this moment to open our ears, to open our eyes to forgive us our sins, to set us free. We are oppressed by the enemy. We are hard pressed on every side. But Jesus, you are the one who can send heaven's armies. And we implore you and we walk into the throne of grace boldly. And we ask you to move on behalf of Emmanuel.
We ask you to move and light it up because we know that as we are boldly in front of the throne of grace, that we have the right to pray in the name of Jesus and things will happen, not because of what we did, but because of what he purchased for us on the the cross. And we know that he speaks and he intercedes on our behalf and our prayers flow through him to the throne of God. And God, your arm is not too short. Your ears are not deaf. You can move mountains. You can trample on every cobra and lion. Nothing is impossible for you. And so Jesus, whatever it is that you wish to do today, whatever it is you wish to do in this place today, Lord God, do it. We wait for you. We wait for you. We wait for your word. Now, church, this is where we start praying. This is where you press in. This is where you recognize that you are in the throne room of God. What would you ask of me, he says. What would you ask of me, he says. What would you ask if he has stopped to listen, press in, and start asking? When they had heard the report, all of the believers, all of the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God and together in prayer to God. Oh, sovereign Lord, creator of the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything in it. We worship you today together as one body. Together, we will all raise our voice and, and praise you for being creator, God of heaven and earth, God of heaven and earth, creator of the seas and the oceans and the stars and the universes and the planets and every cell in our bodies. We praise you, Jesus, in one accord, together with the body of believers, together with one voice. We praise the name of the Lord, sovereign God, sovereign creator. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you, and we join our voices with the elders and the saints that cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the
We stand in it. They told you what was happening. They told you in Acts what was happening, what had happened between Herod and Pilate. They told you what was going on in the world around them. And God, I don't know what is happening in these lives of these saints, but right now I ask you to just tell the Lord what is going on. Tell him the situation. Tell him the situation with your voice, with your voice. Some of us aren't used to using our voices in church, but this is where you use your voice. Father, take the spirit of fear from me, God. Please take the spirit of fear from me, Lord. Thank you, spirit of fear, with your Holy Spirit, God. Father, I repent of my sins, God. Please, Father. Yes. Thank you, Lord. God, that you're still a Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Yes. Your promise is that he has not given you a spirit of fear. He has given you power and love and a sound mind. You are not going to have the spirit of fear. We pray as a body of believers that God would break the spirit of fear. You are not welcome in this place. You have no place here. 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 James says, if you have something that you need prayed for, we are to call the elders. We are to call the elders and anoint with oil. We are to do that, not because God needs us, but because God uses us and pours his power through us to pray for those who are sick and hurting and need deliverance. We are to pray for them. So if the elders of the church would come right now and come, and I don't know if you have oil. I don't know where it's at. I forgot mine, but I'm going to tell you if we have it, let's get it. Elders of the church, come. If you need prayer right now, you come. You come because Jesus is here and he's going to use his people to pray for you. It doesn't make them special. It means that God is going to use them. This is how he does it. And we're going to pray for one another. We're going to pray healing for each other. We are going to pray that God does what his word says it will do. It goes forth in power. So if you need a miracle, now is your moment. Come and get the miracle God has for your life. Some of you have a, have a have sickness that's trying to set up in your minds. It is that fear. It is that anxiety. It is that, that spirit that, that is a spirit of suicide. And God wants to deliver you. This is your day. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, we are going to pray right now in this moment that you would stretch out your hand with healing power. That you would stretch out your hand in heaven with healing power. That you would stretch out your hand and that miraculous signs and wonders would be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Hallelujah. Church, pray. Pray like you've never prayed.
Lord, after this, after their prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they preached the word of God with great boldness. They preached the word of God because it's in the power of God is the word of God, the sword of the spirit, the word of God is powerful. It is powerful and fill them with your Holy Spirit and great power and might. If you need the Holy Spirit, call out to him today for he is walking through. Again, I say, why? Why haven't you come? Why? There is nothing. Nothing you could have done. Come. Come home. Cleanse us, Jesus. Make us holy. Make us hunger and thirst for you because you are free. You are free and you give freely to everyone who asks. We turn from idols, from wasting our time and placing our eyes on, on phones and images and things, for entertaining ourselves with things that are frivolous and stupid and wasting time. We will come to you, Lord Jesus, and we will seek you as a deer pants for water, because you are the waters of life, and you give freely to all who will drink. People who get up from our blindness and then follow you wherever you lead all the days of our lives. We will never out-talk you or ignore you or put you on a Sunday shelf again. You are real and present. Walk with us when we leave this room. Don't leave us, Lord. Better yet, bind us to you so that we don't leave you. Don't let us be distracted. Don't let us look to the right or the left. Don't let us look anywhere but to the eyes of Jesus. God is good, amen? amen. How many of you feel like you are encouraged, got a touch, something changed in your life, in your circumstances, in your body? Raise your hands just as a testimony. Come on, look around, praise God. Praise God, hallelujah. God is good. He wants to meet us like this anytime we want to meet him. Sometimes it's uh, sometimes he's just waiting for us. I was telling my kids last night, I preached to them. We were here setting up and I preached to them on the way home. And I said, you know how you and your brother want to do things your way instead of the way I tell you to do it? <laughs> I said, you know, there's certain things that Jesus says. And he said, you know, you speak to the tree. We don't want to speak to the tree. We want to do it our way. We want to pray to God about the tree or do whatever. Sometimes you got to open your mouth and speak to your situation. You put the Spirit of God in your situation, and He goes to work in your situation, but just do it His way. Amen? Amen. So thank you, Emily. Can you show her our appreciation for her and her family coming today? Thank you. What a blessing this morning. I am going to take up the offering now. Um, if I could get the ushers to...
Our ushers are already up here. Praise God. You guys are ahead of the game. But this will be our regular tithes and offerings, um, as well as our special missions offering for this month, which will go to Smoky Mountain Dream Center. Emily, can I can I get you just to come back up here in like a minute and a half? Because there's a lot of families here who have not, not maybe familiar with you before. Just tell us in a nutshell what you're doing at the Dream Center before this offering. Do you mind? <laughs> oh. oh, now. Um, sorry. Sorry, we minister to women and children in Appalachia. Um, I'm a U.S. missionary, and we speak to women and children in Appalachia who've been impacted by incarceration, um, who are justice-involved, um, abuse, neglect, um, and, and poverty. And so what you are doing when you give these offerings is that you are not just saying, be warm and well-fed. You are actually giving them a home and food um, and we are able to share the gospel and the freedom of Jesus Christ that can beat any addiction, any n amount of crazy, any kind of like n dysfunction and brokenness. And we break that over them for their, their lives and their children's lives and their grandchildren's lives. And then we, we just disciple them the same as you, but then hopefully we send them back into the communities that they are from, which, like I said, Appalachia is a huge region. It's West Virginia, Southwest Virginia, East Kentucky, Western North Carolina, East Tennessee. It's the mountain people. And so we minister to them and we share the gospel with them and we give them, meet their physical needs and then God meets their spiritual needs. So uh, that's what we do in a nutshell. Thank you so much. So today as you give, um, if you're writing a check, put on your check uh, missions or Dream Center. All of that will go directly to the Dream Center. Um, if you're giving cash, use one of the envelopes and just designate on there uh, what your offering will be to the Dream Center. Amen. Father God, I just thank you for this service today. I thank you that you have met your people here in a special way. I do pray that we carry this with you, with us today, Lord. Let this awareness of your presence with us never be wasted or squandered, Lord. Let us take it and put full use, put it to full use in our lives and in our world, Lord, so that we can be a people that walk and just shine with the light from the life and the glory of God. In Jesus' name, I thank you for that. Lord, as we receive this offering, I just pray blessings on those who are able to give. I pray, pray blessings on those who are not able to give. I pray blessings on the offering, Lord, that you would multiply it into the place where it goes, Lord. Let it bring fruit for your kingdom. Father God, let it be used to bring, to help these, uh, these, uh, women at the Dream Center, Lord, to know you, to walk in your ways, Lord. Let it buy doors of opportunity. Let it open doors of opportunities, Lord, for the gospel to advance. And this I pray in Jesus' name. If you're with me, give me a good amen. amen.